Yo, what is up, my beautiful soul? Thank you for tuning in for a weekly tune-up, okay? Yo, am I ready? Yo, so this is only the beginning. Today, we are going to discuss the experience of readiness and the beginning of pursuit towards our aspirations, our dreams, our goals. What does it look like? How does it feel? And most importantly, how do we hold that desire? How do we capture it so that we can move forward and be persistent in who and what we are becoming? Because when we're transforming, we are creating a new identity for ourselves. And it can get a little, well, a lot challenging, but I got some practical exercises for you today. But before we dive in, yo, run that intro. Welcome to Unbecome 101, the home to the lost, the isolated, forgotten, and the outsider who is trapped in the cycle of personal development. I am your host, Alfred J, and I'm here for the facilitation of ego and identity rehabilitation through unbecoming your original self. Yo, people talk about it, but may not know exactly where to or how to begin, and that's exactly what I'm here for. And prior to us getting started, most importantly overall, I want to express my highest gratitude for allowing me into your aura and your space. Let's begin. Man, it's such a beautiful time to be alive. I know there are a lot of hardships going on all around the globe right now, and my heart goes out to you here at To Unbecome 101. We sincerely send out love, peace, harmony, and oneness to everybody that is going through hardship right now, okay? Everybody is going through some type of challenge as we are moving forward in the newness of humanity right now. Uh, What I want to start off with is, and this is going to take you by surprise maybe, but one day our bodies are going to die. I state this because this is the truest of all truths. And in a time like now where truth is extremely difficult to locate, it is imperative for us to talk in the realm of truths, okay? And one of those truths are, we have a temporary moment here on earth in these human body vehicles. And I speak this way to simply raise your antennas and to ignite awareness of the life that you already are. Once you have genuine awareness of the life that you are, then you can now live with great intention which is simply living on purpose with purpose. To go within the realm of this truth that we are only here temporarily, I wanna take you on a journey through an experience that I've had as a firefighter. So picture this, we're sitting at the fire station. Everything is running smooth, as smooth as it can go in the industry of being a first responder. And everybody is either studying or uh, reading books or cooking lunch or talking with the captain or reviewing a few things with the chief. And suddenly the tones go off in the station. We hop in the apparatus. We put on our gloves. We don our equipment. We get to the call. And as I hop off of the truck, there's a streak of blood roaming down the street. And from that moment, I already knew. I mean, obviously we knew due to the call that we heard as we were traveling toward the scene, lights blaring. We arrive at the scene, I walk up, and there were a few police officers there, as well as uh, surrounded by outdoor neighbors in the neighborhood, people discussing the matter. And then it was this young man laying on the ground, bleeding out, 
from a gunshot wound to the leg. I reached down with the bag valve mask to put it on his face to give him some air, to try to resuscitate him and keep the blood and the air circulating in his body so that he could stay amongst us. As I reached down to do so, he took his final gasp of air. His eyes rolled back. And yes, I was a trained professional at the time, but it did make me jump because that was the first time I had ever seen somebody take their last breath on me in that type of manner. You know what I mean? And it was very unfortunate. One of the most unfortunate things was as this man was clinging on to life as he was transitioning over into one of the most scariest unknown portions of our reality. The police officers were the police officers were barely paying him or the scene any attention. Perhaps they were looking for uh, any evidence or witnesses to the situation. But honestly, I was there and it didn't seem that way. It was as if no one was caring about exactly what was going on. And I connected directly to his spirit, to his soul as he, as he was crossing over. Sure enough, my lieutenant looks at me and asks me to help the paramedics load him up on a gurney, put him up on the back of the ambulance, and I rode in the back, continuing CPR all the way to the hospital. And needless to say, he didn't make it. And I tell you this story to obviously, again, raise your antennas on the reality that we are here temporarily. And due to this understanding, we now know and can see proof and evidence that we live in a duality. We live part human body vehicle and part soul, spirit, breath of life, whatever you would like to call it. But it's that intangible energy that keeps us in life, okay? Here at To Unbecome 101, we're speaking directly to that energy, directly to your soul energy. So it doesn't matter your economic status. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your faith or belief system. It doesn't matter where you've been or where you're going. Here we cultivate oneness, harmony, universal consciousness, and unconditional love, especially in a time like this in human history. We need to understand how to love each other unconditionally. And what unconditional love is, for those of us that may not know, is to love, to express an open heart, regardless of the changing external conditions. All right? If this is your first time here to Unbecome 101, thank you for being here. I am extremely grateful. I do not take this lightly at all to be able to pour inside of you, to be able to encourage you, to be able to inspire you, and most of all, to be able to nurture your soul as we journey throughout this earth, okay? Also, if this is your first time, lately for the past seven weeks or so, we have discussed the ego, how to identify the ego. We identify with the mind chatter, okay? Keeping us towards the future. I mean, like, in a sense of being superior and better than everyone, and you're missing the present moment altogether, as well as being stuck in the past in the shoulda, coulda, woulda land, right? 
So that's how we can quickly identify the ego. And we talked about how to dissolve it uh, due to cognitive distortions, which we also discussed. And cognitive distortions, like I just said, is a recurring of, uh, of past experiences that keep us blocked from the present moment. They are blinders and they blind us from the love and the peace and the harmony that we already have right here in the present moment. We also discussed understanding personal value, how to increase it, how to share our value based on creativity or leaning into other people that are like-minded, right? We discussed living with specific aim, all right? Because there's this, there's this one question most of us are trying to answer and have been trying to answer for eons. You know, why am I here, right? What do I want? Perhaps you don't have the answers you seek because you cease asking questions. It's imperative for us to ask questions. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you, all right? Yo, am I really ready? Am I ready for my dreams? Am I ready for success or am I afraid of it? Am I ready for love or just a depiction of it? Am I ready to forgive or do I rather hold on to hurt and pain and resentment? Am I ready for compassion to connect with others or am I going to live a sheltered inward life where my heart is closed off? The question I would like to ask next is are we ever ready though like seriously are we ever ready is there ever a right time a perfect time do we ever have enough do we ever have enough money have enough love have enough courage have enough time to do the things we set out to do right think about that what makes one ready to pursue their goals dreams aspirations or transformations of habits and self is brain and heart coherence if this is your first time hearing such a term first of all we're going to break it down here briefly but if you want a more intensified answer or depiction i advise you to study the work of dr joe dispenza or dr bruce lipton they break it down very nicely for you to understand and to go deeper within that concept okay so brain and heart coherence what is it well, let's first discover exactly what it is not. Uh, your brain and your thoughts are out of whack and your emotions are out of whack or unstable rather, right? When you are pursuing your goals, pursuing your dreams or any type of aspirations, any type of transformation for yourself, it can't be all thought or intellect, okay? It can't be that alone and it can't be only based off of emotions uh, why because thoughts and emotions are much like the wind they change every second um, every moment your brain is constantly working uh, behind the scenes so is your heart right uh, so your brain and your heart have to be synchronized in order for you to number one get creative ideas gain creative ideas to move forward in something new to birth something new right so they have to be synchronized to access your readiness this is my first question to access your readiness how do you manage your stress because life is going to throw you 
curveballs going to throw you challenges and obstacles which are going to ultimately stress you out so how do you manage your stress for me personally the way that i used to manage my stress was i was an avid alcohol user abuser and i smoked a lot of cannabis and i'm not downing cannabis nor am i downing alcohol but when we run to those things when we run to those substances out of stress and anxiety fear lack then we are basically medicating ourselves to stay in the realm and the frequency uh, of lowness to stay in a realm of low frequency you understand so we have to find another way discover another way we have to constantly be transforming ourselves uh, discovering ourselves unfolding ourselves in new areas and new aspects uh, one being how we manage our stress how we manage the challenges and obstacles that come every single day all right another question i want to ask is do you engage every thought or are you positioned to allowing yourself to watch them pass by or do you engage every single emotion that hits you do you are you another another way to ask it is are you reactive or are you proactive in your life okay so what does this look like to be reactive versus proactive a reactive uh, being is one who wakes up in the morning or their child wakes them up at five o'clock in the morning to tell them that they wet the bed and immediately the parent gets frustrated upset at the child for waking them up out of their sleep that's being reactive or when you're sitting in traffic or not even sitting in traffic you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off and you immediately burst out in middle fingers and all types of words that tear them down uh, and they can't even hear you and won't even remember the occasion once it passes by right that's being reactive or when you once you get to work and your boss says something that you don't like gives you some type of work or gives you some type of task or assignment that you don't like and you begin to have negative self-talk even negative talk towards your boss uh and they literally didn't even do anything to you but you're just being reactive to everything that's happening to you a proactive person a proactive being is one who wakes up in the morning who is prepared who is aware of themselves right uh, one who is understanding one who is already compassionate uh, one who is uh, aware that challenges are going to come and they're okay with those challenges why are they okay with those challenges because challenges and obstacles give us the opportunity to grow enhance and be the beings we are desiring to be those visions and those dreams that we keep happening uh, that we keep having we want them to come into fruition so bad yet we take on an identity of being reactive to everything that's happening around us rather than being proactive okay so that's just a quick view of the two all right so ways to synchronize our brains and our hearts and it's very important that we do so I have three ways that we can do so. So I advise you to write this down. Here we go. These are simple things that you already know. It's just we have to practice them with intention. I mean, we got to do it on purpose, all right? If we want to get uh, get going, get started, if we want to, to assess our readiness, if we want to get going and hold that vibration of uh, pursuit, then we must try these with great intention. First, you must develop a fitness regimen, okay? You, let's say you wanted to be a public speaker right it takes you 
to walk across stages, to travel places, to meet people, to develop certain tactics and, and techniques. And that takes physical strength to be able to do that, right? That takes breath uh, to do that, right? Your lungs need a certain capacity to be able to spread your message with passion and compassion, okay? So it's imperative for you to work out, for you to exercise your body, to prepare your body for the thing that you're asking for. If you wanna be a music artist, if you wanna be a model, if you wanna be a writer, if you want to be a parent, if you wanna be a better lover, if you wanna be a better partner, right? All of these things, are asking you to work on your physical body. Why is it important to work on your physical body? Because again, like I said a few moments ago in the beginning, we live in a duality. We are a spirit. We are a soul. We are the breath of life. We are the universe. We are God. We are Krishna. We are Allah in the human body vehicle, right? So we are living in a duality. And so this is the temple that we're resting in. The spirit is resting in this physical body. So we must take charge and train the human body much like a pet, much like a pet. We got to train this body. Okay. Another thing we must perform proper hydration. Again, the perfect person to break this down uh, really, really intently or, or, t or intensively rather is Dr. Bruce Lipton. I advise you to go check out some of his stuff, man. He's, he's excellent, man. Um, but uh, think about this, man. Water holds the cells together. It holds the structure together. From the beginning, if we zoom all the way in from the very, very beginning of your existence, of, the, of your body's existence, you started off as what? A cell. And then you multiplied into multiple cells, right? And then you just continued to grow until you had eyes, fingernails, hair follicles, the heart, lungs, X, Y, Z. Okay? So you never stop being a cell. Even as you turn into a toddler, even as you turn into a teenager, even as you turn into a young adult, even as you turn into an adult and on, you never stop being a cell and your body is made up of millions, billions of cells. Okay. So what am I saying? If we don't put water in our body on a regular basis and the right amount every single day, then we are demolishing ourselves from the inside out. We are destructing uh, the human body vehicle. We are losing the structure of the human body vehicle, right? Especially if you're exercising, it's obviously important that you hydrate your body, okay? And just a quick little tip, more water in your body, especially if you're looking for weight loss, more water in your body versus sugary drinks and sugary juices, it takes more effort and more work to burn those sugars off rather than burning off the water, okay? So it's important for us to pr uh, practice proper hydration. Plus, it feels good, man. It makes you feel good. You, you have more energy. Your thoughts and your emotions are literally clearer when you're drinking the most clear, purified thing that we can consume, right? Water. Another thing, last thing, meditation. Uh, first of all, <laughs> meditation, if you're new to it or you've been doing it and you feel like you haven't gotten any results from meditation, uh, you can go over to meditations by key. Okay. She is amazing at it. She guides you through the beginning phases of, uh, of meditation. What is meditation, how to get in the meditative state. And if you want to go check out some of her work over on Instagram, uh, over on YouTube, I'll drop some links for you to follow her there. Okay. And she has several other links that you can follow her, man. So, um, and if you don't get the links, if you don't click the link and you want to just do it by yourself, her name is Key, 
Q-U-I, key. She's amazing, okay? And so what meditation is, is simply spending time with yourself. As soon as you wake up in the morning, everything is asking you to be somewhere, be something, be someone, go somewhere, and, and a, plet- a plethora of other things. So what meditation does is it shuts all of that off. You sit either in the dark, alone. You don't have to sit in the dark. Sometimes I like to, though, when I meditate. It's a beautiful experience. And you sit there with your breath, your mind, and your heart, and you connect with it all without anybody or anything interrupting you with you. You spending time, which is the most valuable resource that we have, you spending time with yourself and reconnecting to your soul, reconnecting to your soul energy, right? The thing that makes life, life. And what meditation does, it gets you in the posture of surrender. Physically, you allow the flow of life to have you. In meditation, you start to understand that life is happening for you and not to you. Again, you learn how to be proactive versus being reactive when you implement meditation into your schedules on a daily basis. So when should you meditate? Every day. Again, when should you meditate? Every day. When should you practice proper hydration? Every day. When should you practice fitness? I would say every day. I I like to do it every day. Uh, But you can do it every other day, you know, three days a week, at least 30 minutes, right? Move your body, get your blood pumping, let in some new oxygen, let in some new brain waves, uh, thought waves, right? Uh, Patterns for you to flow in to be able to be creative, to be able to be loving, to be able to uh, be compassionate, to be able to reach those success landmarks that you're shooting for, okay? Now, we are in the era where it is highly necessary to blend both science with spirituality. Why? Let me break it down. The spirit, the soul, the breath of life, it equals openness. All right. When you tap into your spirit, when you tap into your soul, you begin to be open enough to ask questions and to actually receive them. And what science does, it gives data. uh, It gives you data for the patterns uh, of confirmation of all of existence and what I mean is if you go outside and you look at a leaf and you see the patterns in the leaf if you had a microscope and you see the patterns in the leaf it looks very similar to how we how our human eyes depict the galaxy uh, okay if we look at a bug or if we look at an, uh, look at an animal if we look at the eyes of an animal we see that same type of pattern that exists within our very own eyes right you can see on the shape of well on the pattern of a snail on its on its shell that spiral that's on its shell the world the universe the source energy the breath of life recreates those same exact patterns on and within everything okay just like our dna has that spiral effect to it it's where everything is everything all the time everywhere okay so it's important for us to blend both science and spirituality why because they are one and the same they are not separate for the longest we there has been arguments about oh you know if you believe in science then you can't believe in <laughs> the spirit realm you can't believe in god you can't believe in the breath of life and vice versa but i'm here to let you know i'm here to nurture you into the understanding that they are one and the same all right there's this article that I read recently 
over at wonderlust.com by written by Janik uh, Leonard. All right. And it says that scientists have found that the signals the heart continuously sends to the brain actually influence the function of higher brain centers involved in perception, cognition, and emotional processing. Our hearts can also entrain the hearts of other people around us. Research illustrates our hearts actually responds and are connected to the oscillations of the Earth's frequencies. What does that mean? The heart is basically its own brain. And I'm gonna I'm stop right there with the article, but again, everything is everything everywhere all the time. Nothing ceases that reality. That is a truth, okay? That is a truth. That is not an opinion. That is a truth, okay? And the reason, again, the reason why it's important for us to talk about truths is because it's hard for us to find truths in our reality now, especially with everybody uh, spewing out opinions and superiority and inferiority and competition and egoic uh, patterns, okay? Everything is everything, everywhere, all the time. All of us is connected. Uh, all of us are connected. That's why if I'm having a bad day and I walk into Target and I'm, I'm carrying the energy of frustration and irritation and I talk to the cashier and I snap at the cashier when the cashier literally didn't do anything to me, <laughs> now that cashier is going to receive my energy and I could possibly transmute or, you know, change their uh, energy, change their day. And now they're going to have a screwed up day because of my energy. And then, so my energy left onto them. Now that cashier may be holding that frequency and they're going to, they're going to talk to the, probably they talk to their coworkers a certain irritating way, or they might talk to other customers in a frustrating way, all because of my uh, contagious low frequency behaviors. We're all connected and vice versa. If I walk in one day to target and I'm happy, I'm having an amazing day and I'm expressing that, right? And I'm like smiling and I'm saying hello to the front door uh, greeters and I'm saying hello to the, to the, you know, to the people that are pushing the carts and people that are stocking the shelves and, and now they're picking up on smiles and their day may possibly get better, get brighter because of the contagious efforts of the heart and the brain sending out frequencies and energy all right much like the earth does we are connected to everything bro seriously and so going back to understanding and, and accepting uh, the the duality of science and spirituality they are one and the same when we accept those and we give permission to ourselves to accept that reality and that truth together those two together it gives you purpose behind practicing faith, all right? And faith is just trusting the intangible realm, all right? And what is the intangible realm? Um, intangible is simply you can't see it, you can't touch it, but it is there, much like a thought, right? Nope. Like right now, I'm spewing words out of my mouth, carrying a message, nurturing souls, but even across space and time, you have no idea what thoughts may be flowing through my mind right now. You have no idea what ideas may be flowing through my mind right now, because inside of each one of our minds is us operating at, uh, in the intangible realm. You were birthed from the intangible realm. In fact, right? Your parents had emotions, right? And then they had a thought 
and then they acted on those thoughts and emotions and bam you happened okay so you literally came from the intangible and everything you see and understand was birthed from the intangible you're if you're driving on the highway right now and you're looking at other cars that that are passing by that car was birthed from the intangible somebody woke up with an idea uh, with the car and they started a manufacturer and boom you have that brand of car you see department stores they came from an idea which is the intangible realm love is from the intangible realm honesty is from the intangible realm compassion is from the intangible realm you know you see where i'm going all everything that we know and understand is from the intangible realm it's just we we're so much in the physical external realm that we think that this is all there is but it's not okay Vib vibrations are very real frequencies are real they're not some far out type of idea they are why do you think music is so powerful in our society or television programs why do you think they're so powerful in our society because they operate off of frequency and vibration what is music bro like if you like hip-hop and you and you listen to 808s Burn them 808s, you look at the speakers, the speakers are doing what? They vibrating, and those vibrations, you ever heard some 808s so loud, they knock so hard, you can feel it in your chest, you, you can feel it in your heart, it's like, man, that, that song moved me, right? Not, it ain't, it obviously ain't moved your body, because your body was sitting in the same spot, but we, we'll, we'll listen to a song like, wow, that song moved me. This also reminds me of this term called neurocoupling. Neurocoupling, what is that? It is let's say a music artist is standing at the microphone recording a track and that recording artist is recording and recording a song based on an experience that they had or want to have it could be fantasy <laughs> but anyways as they are recording their track there are certain parts of their brain that are lighting up right as they're recording it it's recorded plastered onto you know stream waves sent out to all major music platforms you listen to the song and as you're listening to the song the same exact parts of the brain that was lighting up in theirs when they recorded the track is lighting up in your brain so even across space and time we're experiencing the same exact touches on the brain the same exact movements and energies man because vibrations and frequencies are very very real if i smacked you right now and this is like will smacked my boy chris rock that thing was crazy but anyways we ain't gonna we ain't, we ain't even know that but if i smacked you right now you'd hear it and you'd feel it and you probably react to it right because vibrations are real when i smacked you that impact was a vibration the sound was a vibration and sound travels in waves we know that and we can feel waves right this does not disappear because we talk in the realm of spirit i know it, it seems like a lot of times just because we're talking about the soul we're talking about uh the divine we're talking about divinity we're talking about god the breath of life we want to kind of push aside vibrations and frequencies and energies and we want to just i don't know man it's just weird when we do that when everything is everything uh, but i don't want to down what anybody believes or think because that's not what this is here for this is just uh, a place where we deliver truths uh, to inspire oneness harmony and universal consciousness okay let me read you an excerpt right quick have you ever noticed during extremely hot days the glaring heat waves that finger the field of distant sight potentially allowing it to be seen as what we call a mirage 
or perhaps with your favorite foods or hot beverages, you take notice of its temperature due to the steam and heat vapors that spur off the tops in thin waves. In those moments, you are witnessing energy fields and the human eye uh, receives those vibrations as the heat exposes itself in waveform, pulsating from the more dense object. You see how the particles are spiraling almost like the galaxy out in the cosmos, right? It's kind of steaming off into these spirals. Isn't that outstanding? According to a German doctor from the 1800s, the average human internal temperature is approximately 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. And although this average is awfully outdated, scientists in the medical field still utilizes this internal degree as a measuring tool. Even now, since a worldwide pandemic has occurred, scientists are rerouting the average as humanity as a whole. Why? Because we took a major shift in human... Uh, in immune systems, right? These few statements are to display the importance of understanding internal temperatures that actually reveal the human body vehicles, heart and brain as the core of an energy field. We saw in previous moments that heated temperatures disperse vapor and glaring fields of molecules in the movement of waves that provides allowance for the human eye to translate into an understanding of energy. So if foods in extreme weather produces a certain energy due to its temperature is not the marvelous human body vehicle the same the being's body functions at almost 99 degrees fahrenheit and at this core temperature the being can utilize their senses properly enabling a sensual experience during their earth journey establish well sorry establish as well as understand emotion as human body vehicle disturbances and it has a brain that acts as a uniquely divine computer built to essentially help co-create life around and for the being how awesome is that yo the slightest change perhaps consider an increase in the being's core temperature would disengage homeostasis and equilibrium for the human being if the temperature spikes what is that that is a fever right got runny nose your, your body temperature changes obviously when you have a fever you're fighting off bacteria or whatever the case you're fighting off something and when you're fighting off something when your temperature increases it th like sometimes you hallucinate sometimes your mind start playing tricks on you you cough you sneeze your nose is running it's like your body starts shutting down and it's like defeating itself right and you're on the inside suffering from it so when energy changes, when vibration changes, when frequency changes within you, within your human body vehicle, you start to feel the grunt, the, uh, the brute end of that. You start to suffer on the inside through illness and sickness. And we just witnessed it as we suffered a pandemic. So if we can understand vibrations and frequencies in regards to violence and anger and frustration and irritation, illness and sickness, if we can understand that, uh, then we also can understand compassion, love, and appreciation and gratitude as vibrations as well, okay? And these are cultivated at the center uh, of the human body vehicle. The center of the human body vehicle is the heart. And you ever notice the rattling of your heart and the speed of your breath when you're angry, confused, or anxious, right? Like, like your whole vibration, your whole energy changes when those uh, waves of emotions basically disturb you, okay? Or when a person 
who fights or explodes and they say, bro, all I seen was red, bro. I just blanked out, right? I didn't even know what was going on, bro. I just, you know what I'm saying? Like when we, they blank out like that, they see red like that because their energy shifted, their vibration shifted to a lower frequency. And now they suffer from losing their perception of reality. You see, you see the issue in that? And we're pointing all of this out so that we can be more intentional about how we're living and more so allowing ourselves, giving ourselves the permission to be proactive rather than reactive. Okay. So again, the topic of today, yo, am I ready? Am I ready to pursue my dreams? Am I ready to pursue success, love, forgiveness, and compassion? Am I ready the way you're able to understand your readiness is if you point out the fact or the truth or you answer the question to, to yo, am I reactive or am I proactive in this life? Am I, am I understanding my body as a vibration? Am I understanding myself as a frequency as I move throughout this earth journey? Everything that I do, everything that I consume, everything that I watch, listen to, the conversations I'm having, um, when I'm on social media, the environments I find myself in, everywhere we go, everything we do, um, we we take a piece of that experience and, and we wear them. OK, so we have to be if we want to stay ready, then we have to be very, very intentional about what we consume, about what we allow into our eyes, what we allow into our ears, what we allow for our hands to uh, perceive, what we allow for our hearts to feel. We can do it on purpose. Now, I know that certain conditions and living environments are a little more challenging for us to discover this, but it's important for us to listen to conversations like this and listen to conversations such as I guided you to Dr. Joe Dispenza and Dr. Bruce Lipton. These guys will also direct you in a more intensive manner on understanding how to obtain brain and heart coherence. If you want to succeed, if you want to gain success, if you want to gain love or, or experience a better loving relationship, then it's important for us to calm down all the way down. <laughs> and get into a vibration of brain and heart coherence. We, we must surrender to brain and heart coherence. Another way to uh, coin the term uh, or, or the concept of brain and heart coherence is getting in your zone, getting in your zone. You ever, you ever been doing something? You ever been experienced? You ever experienced a moment of no sensation or no perception of time, but instead you are in this wave of just being, whether that's like you're creating something, you're cooking, you're reading, or you're writing, or you're making love, or whatever the case, right? You're ever in those moments and you just feel like you're in your zone, right? Can't nothing stop you, can't nothing touch you. We gotta we gotta be able to recreate that being in a zone on purpose. We have to create brain and heart coherence on purpose. We must stay in our zone, live in our zone. Because why is that important for us to live in our zone and be in our zone? Because when you are in your zone on a persistent basis it literally becomes your natural state of being. And if this is your natural state of being, then you're going to have a powerful effect, influence on others around you. So to reiterate how to synchronize the brain and the heart, let's go over these three steps. Again, I, I talked about them in the beginning, but let's go over these three steps one more time as we close out and conclude this lesson. First things first, you must develop a fitness regimen. You must 
exercise your human body vehicle. You have to, man. This is your temple. You, consciousness, the I am of the statement, I am this, I am that. You, on the inside of your human body vehicle, you must train your body almost like a pet, okay? You tell it to work out. You tell it to sit down and meditate. You tell it to go here, go there, listen to this. You are in control of your human body vehicle. You have dominion over that human body vehicle, okay? You are the god of that galaxy. That galaxy is the human body vehicle, okay? Remember that. You must also practice proper hydration. Water controls or protects the structure of the cell. You are a large cell, whether you are four foot two, five foot six, six foot three, whatever. From top to bottom, you are a cell. So to maintain that structure of the cell, hydrate the body with water. The earth is 70% water. We are 70% water. You see that correlation? Everything is everything, everywhere, all the time, and it never stops. Lastly, you got to get into a habit of meditation. You got to develop the habit of meditation. Meditation gets you in the posture of surrender. All right. It gets you in this flow. It gets you in your zone all the time. It allows you to persistently get in your zone. All right. Honestly, instead of running to substances, run to meditation, run to your breath work. Did you know that you can release DMT? DMT is released in the human body vehicle at birth and prior to death. DMT is a powerful drug, a, a powerful uh, feeling of euphoria, a, of, of bliss. You can engage that on purpose with breath work. Like seriously, it's some powerful stuff. I did it earlier today. It was amazing. Uh, I, I felt more uh, with myself. I, I had, my mind was quiet. Um, I was, I, my sensations were pure and blissful. I was in this state of understanding and compassion, man. I, I advise you to test this out and try it out. Hop on YouTube. In fact, I might have to cr create some type of lesson, do some studying on breathworks to, you know, teach you guys, nurture you guys on how to do so. All right. So last and not, and most certainly not least, Thank you for tuning in again to another episode of To Unbecome 101. If you want to stay updated on the things that we're doing, on the conversations we're having, on the topics we're having, you can go to all our social media networks, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter, um, or Reddit, and just locate us at To Unbecome 101. Also, we have an app. You can download the app, the Geneva app, G-E-N-E-V-A, the Geneva app. Download it on your phone, your iPad, and look up the class or the course to Unbecome 101. Look, man, it's such an honor to speak into your lives, to nurture your souls. I hope you have a beautiful week. Love on your family. Kiss your spouses, man, and just enjoy life, man, as the earth continues to spin and dangle amongst the stars. I am your host, Alfred J., until next time, love you. Peace. When I'm by myself late at night, I just roll up one and take flight. When I'm by myself, I let it right. Left out thoughts to commit midnight. Yeah, where do we go when we sleep? At the cliff, I fall deep. Bulldoze, with my memories, and then I kindly hand them that lease. Yo, that's a reset, but I ain't free yet. I blow the smoke out, but that's for recess. Show me